Well, hello everyone and uh, welcome to today's message. Uh, my name's Josh, one of the pastors here at Lifehouse and just so glad that um, you've uh, taken a moment to spend time with us and uh, hear from God today. And um, today we are finishing up on our Love Your Neighbor series. And um, if you're watching this and the next weeks we are heading into our Christmas season um, and I uh, think just what a great series and what a, just a great time just to reflect and uh, love our neighbors, love the people that God has put in our life. And uh, today I want to talk about what's my E-R-O-I. And you may say, what's E-R-O-I? And it's something I heard recently, um, my eternal return on investment. Uh, return on investment is a, is a business term. It's like if I'm going to invest some money, what's, what's my return? But I want to ask you today, on your life, what's the eternal return that you're going to get back from your life? And we're going to look at a story here today. And what I do want to say a little bit ahead of time is our life is all about other people. And uh, we're going to have a look at uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 25, a very famous story, Paul and Silas um, in prison. And I really love this story and I felt it was on my heart to share as we talk about invitation, uh, loving our neighbors, leading up to Christmas. And I think there's a few takeaways we're going to take away from this story. So if you've got your Bible, um, let's have a look. If not, follow along uh, on the screen. But Acts chapter 16, 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. You see, Paul and Silas, they were in prison. Um, they were having going through a hard time. They'd been maybe uh, beaten and locked up and they were in shackles. And um, who knows that as a Christian, sometimes things don't go according to plan all the time. Um, sometimes there's a test. Sometimes there's a trial before the breakthrough. And this was Paul and Silas. They were in prison. They were up at midnight and they were singing hymns to God. They weren't whining. They weren't complaining. They were praising Verse 26, and uh, it says, Suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Uh, I'm recording this here in Japan. Sometimes there's earthquakes in Japan and ooh, it's a little bit scary. And can you imagine this? The foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And I want you to catch this here today. God did a miracle here, Paul and Silas, and their chains were broken loose. Um, but it wasn't just their chains that came loose. It was everyone's chains that came loose. Verse 29, the jailer called for lights. Turn the lights on. He rushed in and he fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He was scared and uh, he had saw something amazing had happened. He then brought them out and he asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved this Christmas wherever you're joining from you need to know that there's people in your city there's people in your community there's people in your family or in your friendships that maybe they aren't asking this with their mouths but in their hearts they're saying what must I do to have meaning in my life what must I do to get to heaven what must I do to have an eternal impact with my life we need to believe that the kingdom of heaven is close to us here come on let's give God some praise and some thankfulness to Jesus um, for his salvation and forgiveness and verse 33 it says at that hour at midnight the jailer took them he washed their wounds and immediately he and his household were baptized 
what a, um, an amazing story that he, he received Jesus. They, they, they led him to Jesus right there and then. And the first response that he had to Jesus, the first response when he was, was saved and received forgiveness is that he served someone else. He, he, went, he went and washed their wounds and immediately his household were baptized. And this word household is actually talking not just his immediate family, but everyone who was involved in his house. And it was probably a large household. And that could have been uh, many, many people um, were actually baptized that night. Perhaps this church uh, starting there, right there in Acts 25. And verse 35, when it was daylight, the magistrates um, sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. And the jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released now you can leave, go in peace. Wow, what an amazing story. Paul and Silas locked up, going through a tough time, praising God anyway, God doing a miracle, the chains coming loose, the jailer getting baptized. I mean, it's all happening. That's why I love Acts. And I want to tell you, God is moving in our countries. God is moving this year, just like in the book of Acts. And I believe if we love our neighbors, if we're committed to reaching out to people and serving out to people, we're going to see God do some very similar miracles, some of the same miracles in the people around us. The first thing I want to say from this story is like it or not, people are listening and watching you. Why don't you turn to someone and say, they're watching you. Well, maybe you don't have anyone to turn to. They're watching you. They're watching you. Um, people are listening and watching you. And in this prison, Paul and Silas, it says they were singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Now, maybe they didn't say, Paul, who are you singing to? Or Silas, who are you singing to? Or Paul, tell me more about this Jesus that you're worshiping or God. But they were listening and you don't realize it. But as you live your life, you are a living, breathing, walking testimony of Jesus. Jesus is in the inside. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so what we do, it, it should reflect Jesus. And, and people are listening and watching us. And what I want to say is every day, let's make sure that we are choosing joy. Every day, um, let's make sure that we are praising God. Even in a busy season, maybe we're serving. Um, sometimes, you know, we're, we're so happy on the inside, but we need to tell our face that we are happy. Our soul is happy and we need to tell our face that we are happy. And um, people are, are, are listening to us. People are watching us. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, this is what um, Paul writes. And many times he was writing his letters from a tough place and maybe he was locked up. But he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Everyone, why don't we say rejoice? Or maybe you can type it out here today. Rejoice. Um, come on. Let's know that our joy around us and our praise and our attitudes can affect people around us. Um, a few years ago, uh, and uh, I pastor here uh, in Yokohama in Japan, and our churches are growing and people coming to, to church. And a few years ago, I was at immigration and um, who knows that immigration is not somewhere where you voluntarily go, right? You only go when you need to renew your card or renew your visa. You don't really want to go and line up. And, and sometimes the lines are really long. So I'm in immigration and I've, I've bought all the paperwork and I need to renew my visa. Or I needed to do something. I can't quite remember. Um, but I'm there in line. I get to the front of line. I've got all the paperwork. I've got everything. Um, I'm looking forward. I've you know, spent a long time lining up and I'm I meet the person, hand all of my paperwork, and they say, oh, well, sorry, you didn't bring this particular 
document. So you're going to have to go home and bring it back again. Has that ever happened to anyone before? You've gone there, you've lined up, you've been there, you get to the front of the line and they say, sorry, you're in the wrong line or you need something else. And, um, and in that moment, I had a choice. Do I choose joy or do I get a little bit, uh, little bit, uh, little bit snappy with this person? Do I represent Jesus in this moment um, or do I represent my flesh? And I'm sure we've all done that and I've made many mistakes in this area, um, I'm sure. But I actually remember at this time thinking... I'm mad right now. I mean, I've got all the paper they, on the list that they sent me, the English list that I have here. It has everything, but you know, there was something that I was missing and I knew this person in front of me didn't design this. It wasn't their fault. Um, and I was trying to tell my heart that. And so I kind of said, okay, thank you. I'll go home and I'll take an hour to get home and then I will bring it back. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm, and you know, of course, and I made that choice and oh, okay, all right, all right, I understand. And as I talk, as I turn around, I kid you not, I'm turning around and the person behind me is from our church. The person there who's lining up behind me um, is from our church. And they said, hi, Pastor Josh. Um, and I remember just thinking, well, hello. But I remember thinking, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't get mad or I'm so glad that I didn't cause a scene there because I wouldn't have been reflecting Jesus in that moment. And I really want to encourage you every day, as we choose joy, people are going to be attracted to us. As, every day, if we enter these gates with gladness, not with madness, not with sadness, not with badness, but if we enter every day with gladness, I believe just like Paul and Silas, people are going to be open to the gospel. And so as we love our neighbor, what we can do is actually reflect Jesus every day. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16, once again, Paul writing, he says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And uh, I want to encourage you in the lead up to Christmas, maybe there's been some things. Maybe we need to tell our face to smile. Um, maybe we need, just need to um, have a better attitude sometimes. Or maybe at, right, on a Sunday, we're all happy and, and, and doing well. But on a Monday, we, we, we shift a little bit. I want to encourage you, let's carry Jesus into the workplace with us. Um, let's have this, this determination. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to praise Always. The second thing I want to say um, is that people respond to our story. They respond to what God is doing in our life or what God has done in our life. And sometimes the temptation um, as a Christian or talking to people about Jesus is, is not to necessarily share our story or what Jesus has done, um, but it's maybe trying to teach uh, people about Jesus or 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 or. or convince people. And I want to tell you the most powerful thing that you have to bring other people to Jesus, the most powerful thing that you have to invite someone to church, to invite someone to come and hear about Jesus is actually your story. Um, there's a great quote um, that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And uh, living out our story and doing life with people is actually one of the best ways that we can have um, a, a, an impact on our neighbors and love our neighbors and invite people to come hear about Jesus. Psalm 66 verse 16 puts it like this. It says, come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. Um, there's a big difference in this phrase of let me tell you what God 
wants to do in your life or let me tell you what you should know and let me tell you what God has done for me. You see, um, when you tell someone something, they can believe you or not believe you, but when you tell someone about something that God has done personally in your life, um, they've it's your story. And so you've, you really um, can tell someone how much um, God has done in your life. There's one of our great connect groups and um, a connect group leader in our church. Um, his name is John, actually, or and uh, well, he's part of a connect group. And um, uh, he, he said the other day in connect group, he says, does anyone have like a chainsaw or a cutting tool? And, and we were like, why do you need that? And um, he said, well, um, there's a there's an old lady that lives next to me in my house, and I just found out that her husband passed away, and we've been praying with her that her husband, um, you know, was have a peaceful ending. They were very old, and his husband has been, uh, in, you know, in the hospital for some months, and and unfortunately his hus- husband died, and so they were able to go and uh, pray with the lady, and uh, she doesn't know God yet, but um, they were able to pray with her and just comfort her at this time. And he said, well, we we want a, a chainsaw because we thought, well, we want to tell her about Jesus and we want to tell her about our story and that's great but we also want to do something practically for her and they said well we looked at her house and because she's really old um, and she can't do much outside anymore they said we thought we could go and tidy up her house on the outside and maybe chop down some of the old trees or clean up the gardens or mow the lawns and and he said, well, does anyone have any tools? And so they were able to borrow some tools and get some things. And so on a Saturday morning, a precious, beautiful Saturday morning in Yokohama, they got two or three people together and they did a little working bee on this lady's house. And they made that, you know, they cut the lawn and cut the trees and weeded the garden. And, and really, they weren't trying to, they weren't you know, trying to force Jesus on, on her or anything like that or invite her to church or, 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 or share anything. They, they were just loving on her and just doing um, what Jesus would have done, just, just being a help. They were actually showing her how much they care um, before they showed her how much they knew. And so they did a whole morning of that. And then they were able to have some tea or some time and were they able to talk about Jesus and um, invite to Christmas or things like that. And so now they have just a wonderful relationship and her heart is so open now um, to Jesus or so open to them right now. And so I really want to encourage you. People don't... Um, care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so let's be there for people. Um, Let's make genuine friends. It's so exciting um, in this uh, season right now. We're able to meet more people that we're finding that people are so open. We're meeting people in Starbucks or on the streets. And it's not just about inviting someone, hey, you need to come to church with me this Sunday. But it's, hey, what's your name? And where are you from? And what's your story? And right now, people really respond to this. Um, Jesus says in Luke chapter 8, 39 to his disciples, he said, uh, well, not to his disciples, after he'd healed someone, um, he said, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And if you imagine that Jesus is just speaking those same words over your life here today, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus has done for him. 
Um, I want to ask you today, what's your story? What has God done for you? Um, if God's done something for you today, why don't you lift up your hand? Or why don't you give a little hand emoji uh, in the comment section today if God has done something? And I think we would all agree that God really has done so many things. I, I think about my life and knowing Jesus and uh, Yuki and I and our family and our kids' life. I mean, God has just done so many things, so many different miracles. I mean, you know, people probably go tired of always talking about the different things that God has done in our life. And so many things. And Jesus is saying, if God has done something great in your life, why don't you go and tell someone else about it? Um, and notice Jesus doesn't say, go and tell people about me or go and go and tell them that they need to do this or go and tell them they need to improve in this area. No, just go and tell people what God has done for you. And people are attracted to that. Just go and have a great attitude and praise God and share your stories with people and people will respond. People will ask more. And then you have an opportunity for invitation as we love our neighbors this month. And third thing I want to say um, uh, here today is what is the only thing that you can take to heaven? I want to ask you a question. What's the only thing you can take to heaven? And I think we would say, well, I can't take, uh, I can't take money to heaven. Um, I can't take my phone to heaven. Um, I can't take my jacket to heaven. I can't take my skinny jeans to heaven. I can't take my house to heaven. I can't take my car to heaven. Um, you know, I can't take my Bitcoin to heaven. <laughs> uh, people are these days are looking for things that are going to last a long time. You can't take any of that to heaven. You can take yourself to heaven. And here's the other thing you can take to heaven is you can actually take people to heaven with you. How do we do that? Well, we tell people about Jesus and we introduce people to Jesus and we see people get a revelation and be, get forgiven and come to have a relationship with God. Um, and then people are welcomed into heaven with their sins forgiven. Come on, let's give God some praise here today and um, some just thankfulness um, for His grace. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, um, puts it like this. It says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Jesus. And I want to tell you, in your hands here today, you hold the most valuable gift that you could ever give anyone. Um, it's not money. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's nothing of, of value here on this earth. It's not something that we would look at or something physical that we see. But in our hands, in our hearts, we have the biggest gift that we could ever give to someone. And that's the gift of eternal life. You see, if, you, if I told you today, here, I want to give you a million dollars here today. Um, many people would say, well, I will take that. But if I said, I'll give you a million dollars here today, but your life ends tomorrow, no one would take that money. Um, and so we have eternal life. In the end, the most valuable thing that we would have is eternal life with Jesus. And we have this gift. Um, we have this gift in our hearts. And if we look back at Paul and Silas's story, the most of the amazing thing about this story, so many things happened. They, they were praising God. Remember the earthquake happens, that the prison doors flew open, everyone's chains came loose. And uh, the most uh, amazing thing in this story, I think, is that the jailer, he came and he got saved and uh, he saw the story and, and, and Paul led him to Jesus and they were saved and they were baptized and his family was changed and a new church was started right there um, in this household. And at the end of the story, I don't know if you caught this, but God was speaking to me from this story here today. And it says in verse 35, it says, When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. And the jailer said, you're free to go. And as I was reading back through this story, I thought, 
why did God do the miracle in their lives? Why did he set them free? Why did he, he release all of their chains? Why did he do this big miracle and, and release them if they were going to be released the very next day anyway? You see, uh, Paul was a Roman citizen. They were not going to keep him in jail. They were going to let him go anyway. And I was, why did God do such a miracle when the very next day he, God knew that they were going to be released anyway? And I felt God spoke to me and say, this miracle, this praise, this story that they did in Paul and Silas' life, this breakthrough was not just for Paul and Silas, but it was actually for the other people that were released. And it was actually for the jailer who he and his family got baptized. You see, this story, this earthquake and this, this praising God and this breakthrough wasn't just for Paul and Silas, but it was actually for the jailer and his family and his family tree that was changed forever and ever from that moment on. And uh, I want to tell you today that your breakthrough and the big thing in your life, that, that, that the thing that God is doing in your life, it's not just about you, um, but it's about others. And we need to live with a revelation that, hey, as God does something great in my life, I'm going to live my life for others. As God does a breakthrough in my life, as I receive financially, as I get a blessing, hey, I'm not just going to keep this for myself, but I'm going to be generous and I'm going to build um, the church. As God has given me gifts and talents, I'm not just going to use these gifts on myself. I'm not going to use these gifts selfishly or just for me and my family over my life. No, I'm going to use these gifts so that I can bring people to heaven with me. And you see, the good news about Jesus is a gift. It's not hard work. Um, as we give this gift, it brings so much joy to us. Every time that I'm able to invite someone to church or every time I'm able to lead someone to Jesus or every time I, I see a friend bringing a friend to church or someone inviting to church online or connecting on, on a Zoom, I just, there's so much joy um, when we extend our hands to someone else. There's so much joy when we say, God, you've done something great in my life. And now I want to bring other people on the journey together with me. And as we finish here today, I want to tell you a story. And it's one of the most amazing stories. You may have heard it before because I've told many stories and I've told this story um, before, I'm, I'm sure. But it's a, just a, such a wonderful story of how God wants to use you um, to bring the good news to other people. And a few years ago, uh, there was a great girl in our church and uh, a great couple called Norie and Daniel. They're now serving God uh, back in New Zealand. But they lived... Um, uh, in Japan for some time and helped us uh, plant an amazing uh, church in Shonan and uh, connect groups and just did amazing. But their, one of their biggest gifts was reaching out to people. One of Nadia's biggest gifts, she was a singer and uh, you know a musician. And we used to do a lot of uh, street outreach and where we do uh, music on the streets and we uh, get to know people, invite people to church. And I think there's a real sense that this right now all across the world, people are ready to meet people or people are uh, excited to meet people again. And one night as we're doing this, we were playing the music um, out on the street and uh, there was a girl that came up from the station and uh, she, she looked a bit sad or a bit depressed and she came and Nadia was actually singing a song and uh, she actually just finished the song and hello and went over and met the girl and the girl was like, oh, hello. And, um, and they actually became uh, friends and, and, um, and uh, you know, and they became friends. And over time, and a few weeks later, she came to church and she made a decision to get to know Jesus. Come on, awesome. And sometime after that, uh, she was able to get baptized. And um, it's just amazing. And, and after she was baptized, I heard this most amazing story. And it just stunned us at God's plan. And that if we are just, um, you know, 
open to reach others the way that God connects people. And this girl shared her story. Her name is Chiho. And she shared her story. And she said, you don't know this, but she says, I've been struggling with depression and suicide my whole life. And she said, um, you don't know this, but from when I was a young girl, I'd tried to attempt, I tried to commit suicide many times. And she said, my parents didn't know what to do with me. Um, and so they sent me to New Zealand on a homestay, hoping that I would get better. She said, in New Zealand, things got worse. Um, and I, I, I tried to take my own life in New Zealand. But she said there was a wonderful Japanese lady in New Zealand who had lived in New Zealand a long time. And she was a Christian and she really loved me. And um, she, she invited me to church one time and, and I didn't really want to go. But she, I, I felt her love. And she said that lady took good care of me and actually even brought me back to Japan um, when I was depressed to be back with my parents. And um, and she said, I was really grateful to that lady and I, I knew she loved God, but I didn't understand. Or I didn't want to go uh, to church with her. And she said, well, I, I moved to Yokohama. I became a student. And she says, but I was so depressed. And she said, that night that Nadia met me uh, in the street live, in the street band, she said, I was actually going to commit suicide. I just went to the doctor. I'd gotten pills. I went to another doctor. I got the same pills and I was heading down to the train tracks when I heard laughter, when I heard joy, when I heard praise up at the top of the station. And she says, as I was going down to the train tracks, possibly for the last time in my life, she said, I turned around and I went back up to the source of the laughter. She said, I wasn't attracted to the singing. I wasn't attracted to the people necessarily. I was attracted to the laughter, to the joy that they were showing. And as I went up there, Nadia saw me and she looked in my eyes and she came and talked to me. And she said, I wanted to have what she had. And she said, that's why I made a decision. And she said, I received Jesus from that moment. Um, things started to get better. Our life was not without struggles, but I got better. I made a decision to believe in Jesus. I, I stopped the pills. I, 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 I got baptized. I love Jesus. And she said, after I got baptized, I rang that lady in New Zealand, that old Japanese lady who helped me, who was a Christian. And I said, hey, she said, I, I want to tell you that I made a decision um, and I got baptized and I'm now a Christian and I love Jesus. And she said on the other end of the phone, the lady in New Zealand just went quiet and started crying. <laughs> And she said, she said, why are you crying? And the lady said, what church do you go to? And she said, oh, I go to a church called Lifehouse in Yokohama. And the lady started to cry more in New Zealand. She said, um, and she said, why is it not a good church? And the lady, she, the, the lady on the, in New Zealand said, no, 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 no. She said, it's a great church. She said, I know it's a great church because my, son, my daughter, Nodie, and her husband go to that church. And this time Chiho started crying. She said, the person who met me at the top of the station, her name is Nodia. And she asked Nodia, Nodia, is this your mom? And it turned out that that old lady who had helped her, well, not old, but that lady who had helped her in New Zealand was actually Nodia's mom many a few years before that. And there was actually Nodia who met her in all the way over in Japan some years later. Come on, let's give God some praise for that amazing story. I want to tell you, there's power in your story. There's power in your testimony. There's power in your joy. And as we head into Christmas, come on, let's be living for eternity. Let's not just be living for a return in our own life here today. Let's be living for an eternal return. Um, as we finish here today, I want to say, what we do in Jesus' name is going to show up in heaven these next few days or these next few uh, weeks as we invite someone to Christmas, let's know that we can actually change someone's life forever. And just three things as we pray here today, I want to leave you with. Number one, be an inviter. 
Um, let's be a person who's always inviting someone to church, always inviting someone to come hear the good news about Jesus. Um, if we have an opportunity to invite, let's invite. Let's be sharing. Uh, even in the online messages, let's be liking and, and getting this out to as many people as we can. Number two, um, let's be ready to share our story. Um, can you share your story in 30 seconds? Can you share the life change that Jesus has done in your life in a few seconds? Because sometimes 30 seconds is all we have with someone. We meet someone at a restaurant. We meet someone in an elevator. We meet someone on the way to work. Um, let's be ready to share our story in just a few seconds, the good things that God has done. And number three, as we finish, um, let's be looking out for God moments. God moments don't come all the time, but I believe every day if we say, God, would you bring someone into my life that I can share the good news about Jesus with? I believe God is going to bring people into your life that is prepared, ready for the right moment, just like this young girl that received Jesus um, because there were some people out there on the streets serving God with laughter. And so, hey, if you want to be open this Christmas to inviting someone to church, come on, let's pray together. So God, just thank you for every person here today. Um, God, thank you that you want us to be invited. Thank you that you've given us amazing gift, but that gift is not just for us, that we can multiply it and we can give it to others. Thank you that your forgiveness is not through hard work and it's not through, uh, it's not through things that we have to do, but it's because we love you, God. And so God, help us just be full of joy and full of praise like Paul. And, and God, we just pray for amazing stories, for people's chains to be released this Christmas. God, we just pray for so many people to come into your house, come into your kingdom, in this next season. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise here today. And just lastly, if you're watching this, I just want to tell you that God loves you. He's got a great plan for you. And uh, He cares very much about you. He cares about your story. He cares about your family. And if you want to get to know Jesus here today, if you want to receive forgiveness in your life, I'm going to count to three and say now. And at a time, if you want to respond or if you want to lift your hand up, um, I would love to pray with you here today. But if you're saying, Josh, I want to get to know God. I want to, I want to receive all that Jesus did for me on the cross. I want that new start here today. Then when I say now, let's pray together. One, two, three, now. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Come on, let's celebrate with all these people here. And uh, hey, if you made that decision today, uh, well, congratulations. Uh, our, our Next Steps team would love to help you in your next step. So make sure you follow the link and the instructions uh, below. And uh, congratulations on an amazing decision. Well, have a great week, everyone. Come on, let's be inviting. Let's get the good news about Jesus out into our communities, out into our cities. Let's have a wonderful end to the year, a wonderful Christmas season. And uh, we'll see you next time. God bless.